0: And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. We have got a lot of fat to get to today on Chewing the Fat. It is Fat Pile Friday. So let's get started. Procter & Gamble uh, bending the knee to Chinese social media, which is really a government account. But uh, they have posted an ad on WeChat which is, you know, social networking platform in China. And they wanted to promote a line of female beauty products. And they said, hey, women's feet smell five times worse than men's. If you don't believe it, smell it. (laughs) And then they showed an infographic, which included a series of unsubstantiated claims regarding regarding feminine hygiene now you know it could have been just a joke however we know that uh, the US consumer good giants procter and gamble didn't cite any specific source but in 2019 a study published in the national library of medicine and who doesn't read every study published in the National Library of Medicine, found that women's feet in general boasted a higher biodiversity of cultured bacterial species, which uh, there were 17 individual species, and men had 14 individual species. So, kind of true. But the scientists also said, oh, that's not statistically significant with regard to cleanliness. No, but it is true that women have a higher biodiversity of cultured bacterial species, so one could make the assumption that women's feet smell, I don't know, about five times worse, but worse than men's. Well, oh my gosh, it is a sexist advertisement. It's been slammed by detractors because, heaven forbid, you make some kind of joke in today's world. Trista trying to sell a product? No. You've got to be Factual for everything and it better be factual by the fact checkers so the ad also said that uh, the odorousness of women's feet containing more sweat glands <laughs> while uh the discrepancy is i don't know true uh they believe that men's feet generally smell worse Oh, you believe that, but you don't want Procter and Gamble saying that. Oh, okay. No problem. Now, like I said, they bent the knee though, following the outcry, Procter and Gamble issued an apology to, uh, on the, uh, on the platform on Weibo. And, uh, they said, we sincerely apologize for the article's inappropriate content, which disrespected women. No, it didn't. But okay. So if you say so, it did. Procter & Gamble, I'm sorry, P&G, always advocates equal, tolerant, and respectful values. <sighs> we also are going to go ahead and just delete this particular item. And we're just going to overhaul our whole WeChat account, okay? <laughs> uh, now, the people that it upset, it's <laughs> not going to matter anyway. This advertisement shows they look down on women and this is some sort of mind control humiliating women while they're still making money from them yeah they're just trying to say that your feet stink okay here's some products to help you out have a nice day welcome welcome to chewing the fat I like knowing exactly where my meat comes from. And with Moink, moinkbox.com to be exact. Wow, what were you thinking? Uh, Moink is that place that I know exactly where the meat comes from. Uh, It comes from small family farms all across the country. And you can help save the family farm and get access to the highest quality meat on earth when you join the Moink movement, join the Moink movement today. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Moink farmers farm like uh, like our grandparents did, or like your grandparents did, and as a result Moink meat tastes like it should because the family farm does it better. The Moink difference is a difference you can taste and you can feel good knowing you're helping family farms stay financially independent as well. You choose the meat delivered in every box, like ribeyes, to chicken breasts, to pork chops, to salmon fillets, and much, much more. Plus, you can cancel at any time. I tell you, it's the it's greatest feeling in the world when that box arrives at your house, at the front door. Uh, Moink's here. Uh, it's awesome to open that up and get the, you see the bacon. The I love the moink bacon I know Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted uh yeah and ring doorbell founder Jamie Siminoff uh, jumped at the chance to invest in Moink don't blame him I probably would have too you know if I was Jamie 60% of US pork production comes from one company owned by the Chinese just saying uh Moink that's a moo plus oink yeah, they guarantee you're going to say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got moinked. And believe me, when that box arrives and you open it up, you will say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got moinked. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com Jeffy right now. And listeners to this show get free filet mignon in every order for a year. You are welcome. That's one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste, but it's for a limited time. So go to moinkbox.com jeffy right now. M-O-I-N-K box.com jeffy moinkbox.com jeffy. So the jury selection for the Parkland school shooter, Nicholas Cruz, is going on. And uh, they had uh, they had one particular potential jurist. Uh, this is a good plan, too, by the way, because my wife just got a jury duty notice uh, flyer in the old mail. And, uh, you know, gosh darn it, I know she wants to serve and, uh, you know, spend a bunch of time in the courtroom. But perhaps she can use this excuse and get out of it. Uh, the <laughs> uh, Don't forget, I mean, Cruz killed 14 students at Parkland and three members of the staff at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland on Valentine's Day in 2018. I mean, horrific day. Uh, and he pled guilty. And now a jury is going to decide whether they recommend he serve life in prison or be sentenced to death. I, I know which way I'm voting, but... They hate, that's just me. So one lady, uh, this miss Bristol, uh, judge Sureer. Uh, I'll tell you one thing too. Another thing, just as a side note, <laughs> uh, the judge, they, the pictures that they posted of her, this judge Elizabeth Sureer. Um, wow. Uh, you become a fan of the judge. I don't know that you want to go in front of her or not, but it's worth. you know, I, I'm not opposed to, to looking at her. That's all I'm saying. So, um, Miss <laughs> Bristol asks the question: This is a whole entire month. Uh, first of all, let me clarify myself. July 2nd is my birthday, July 4th is my son's, and the 18th is my other son. Uh the judge says, uh, speak a little bit slower, and she notes the dates that were mentioned. The sensing is expected to take place from June to September. Yeah, July seventh, July fourth, and July eighteenth. And again, I need—is my son's? Uh, you know, I need to figure something out. I have my sugar daddy that I see every day. Ah, the judge. I'm sorry. Yeah, my sugar daddy. I'm married, and I have my sugar daddy. I see him every day. Okay, all right, ma'am. Uh, we'll come back to you. Okay. Thank you. So this particular. Potential jurist was uh, released from uh, possible jury duty. Have a nice day. Others uh, cited work commitments. And uh, others, I have pre-booked travel. I've already got stuff planned. Do you? Okay. Well, they're like claiming that the jury selection is going to take place until the end of May. Jury selection is going gonna, gonna to take that long to find a jury. Uh, no. Just say yes. Let's get this thing going. And then we'll figure it out. Whether you want to, you know, have the, you know, the prosecutor get up and say, "Hey, put him in. Put, let's send him to the death penalty. Send him, put him on death row." And the defense can say, "Oh no, 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 no. He just needs to be in prison without parole forever." And then go decide. <laughs> uh, it shouldn't be taken that long. But uh, what do I know? What do I know? But if you don't want to, you don't want to serve on a jury. Be sure to tell the judge, yeah, I got birthdays and I got travel and, you know, I'm married and I got a sugar daddy. So this whole jury thing is putting a crimp in my style. You know what else is putting a crimp in my style? Yeah. If I'm the CEO of Red Lobster and I've been on the job for eight months, yeah, I got to quit. I got to let go. I got to talk to you later. I got to look for something else really yeah uh kelly valade a veteran uh, or v-a-l-a-d-e kelly amorphophallus yeah she said that uh, she's out as of april 15th uh yeah this has been an incredibly difficult but necessary decision so what happened either she got pushed out or something happened Uh, Maybe she was uh, fooling around with a little red lobster business on the job as the old CEO. But she claimed we've accomplished a lot in a short period of time. We've uh, built a great leadership team. Really, because uh, we found out that uh, they have uh, brought in some new new people uh, since she's been there. Uh, So I know that we're going to, uh, you know work well with the board of directors to ensure business continuity during the search for a permanent replacement but uh, you know we everything is everything is fine. don't worry about it really? yeah uh, what about uh, you know the other management changes that uh, we have uh, we have a new marketing officer and we have a new chief financial officer so that's uh, that's happening too. Now, we know that the Thailand-based seafood producer a Thai Union led the investors group that uh, acquired Red Lobster from those bastards over at Golden Gate Capital. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure that... And, and COVID, oh my gosh. I mean, COVID crushed these restaurants and Red Lobster was not the only one. I mean, the CEO that uh, was there before the former CEO, Kim, said uh, that was uh, that was a challenging time. Uh, the most challenging time, in fact, in company's history. Yeah, no kidding. And then they tried to fire it back up again and got hit with an Omicron variant. So that's because now Kelly is gone. It's been eight months. I can't do this anymore. I'm out. Have a nice day. That's not a good sign for Red Lobster. Uh, it's been, I will say it's been quite some time. Since I've been to a Red Lobster. But I do like Red Lobster. It's been quite a while. though Since I've been there. So maybe that's part of the problem. Alright let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. Not from Red Lobster. Yeah I'll teach him. <sighs> so good. Thought I was going to miss that, didn't you? So according to this, goldfish are American teens' most preferred snack. What? 11% listing them as their favorite in the latest Piper Sandler survey. Not only are the teens' fave snack... But 72% of the respondents who listed goldfish as their top choice said they plan to eat at least the same amount or more in the next six months. 28% said they plan to cut back on their goldfish consumption. Yeah, I mean, that's what you do right away. You're concerned about your goldfish consumption. I will say... That, uh, every so often some goldfish show up at the house and you're like, oh yeah, I forget how much I like goldfish, but I wouldn't put them on the list as a snack. I guess maybe someone in my house would, when they get the old Sam's club, Costco size goldfish container. (laughs) So, so I was looking at this, uh, 43rd semi-annual taking stock with teens survey spring of 2022. Uh, Self-reported spending improved uh, by 4% uh, to $2,367. Uh-huh. Parent contribution was 60%. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Females-led increase in spending with all females spending 9% uh, led by clothing and footwear. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, It goes on to talk about what they're spending it on. Um, Ulta has remained the number one Preferred beauty destination with 48% uh, mind share. Yeah, uh, Sephora remained number two. Uh, yeah, Ulta is a big uh, big stopping off point uh, for the females in my household. Uh, Chick fil A is the number one restaurant. Wow. Chick fil A up to number three. <laughs> and the Starbucks remained number two. But that's not a, I mean, they keep Starbucks, is it a restaurant? I, I guess. Get your little donut ball there along with your coffee, I guess. Okay. Um, teens interest in plant based meat is slipping. Oh, huh. Huh, huh, huh. huh? Interesting. They spend 30% of their daily video consumption on Netflix and YouTube. Yeah, no kidding. HBO max gained a share, uh, with, uh, and, uh, and, uh, the social media. Number one, a TikTok. Uh, Snapchat, number two, and coming in at number three, once again, is the gram. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but those are the top three. Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat. A lot of, lot of Snapchatters and uh, TikTokers, too, in uh, in my household. And I I was against the whole, don't even get me started on the TikTok thing. Don't do it. I don't want to hear it. Anyway, and so let's see Oma. Emma Chamberlain held her spot as the top social media personality. Kanye, it's, it's yay, damn it. It's not Kanye. It's yay. Moved up from number eight to number two. Wow, yay. Bumped up a bunch. Kylie Jenner, David Dobrik, Charlie D'Amelio fell from the top ten while Zendaya, uh, Gideon, and Markiplier made their debut. Well, congratulations. Anyway, that's just a little bit of the old Piper Sandler 43rd annual semi- Annual, I'm sorry, Taking Stock with Teens Survey. Hey, uh, congratulations to Pink Floyd too. You know him, you love them, do you? Uh, they are not a fan of this network. And uh, they. Well, I could tell you some Pink Floyd stories. But to just know that they have a new song out and uh, good for them. They decided they needed to get back together. Uh, it's called Hey, Hey, Rise Up. It should be available now. As uh, you're hearing this podcast today on the 8th of April, 2022, Uh, their song should be available, Hey, Hey, Rise Up. Sees David Gilmore, Nick Mason, joined by Guy Pratt and Nathan Swahini, with an extraordinary vocal by Andrejai Kliknick. Amorphophallus. Pretty sure he doesn't go by that. Uh, but I see where the Hey Hey Rise Up video is out and you can watch it. And It starts out with on February 22nd, Russia invaded Ukraine. Boombox singer Andrea... K- Amorphophallus. <laughs> That's not what it says. Uh, he ended his U.S. tour and returned home to Ukraine. Three days later, he posted a video on Instagram singing the Ukrainian song The Red Viburnum in the Meadow. And man is that you can't Get me humming the red viburnum in the meadow more than when, <laughs> when it's springtime in Texas, and that just makes me think of the red viburnum in the meadow. So I'm sure it's going to be a, you know, big hit for Pink Floyd. Hey hey, rise up. So I had an ad pop up today, this morning while scrolling the gram, and uh, it's for luggage. And I had never seen this luggage before. It's uh Rimowa, R-I-M-O-W-A with, and the front ad is with R- Rihanna and no one builds a legacy by standing still. And they have these four icons. This is their ad. I clicked on the link. I know. And uh, four icon. maybe that's why they put it in my timeline. They knew I was going to click on it. And uh, four icons redefine travel as we know it. They have Rihanna, and they have LeBron James, who is in the classic silver luggage. And then they have Patty Smith. I guess, you know, I, I, yeah, I know who she is. Uh, is she iconic? I guess. Uh, Roger Federer with the classic black. And according to Patti Smith, uh, travel is its own book. And it talks about uh, her poem. It says, read her full poem. And it's travel is its own book. And I just want I to—I th- think I'm going to read you the uh, the Patty Smith poem, which looks beautiful. Um, oh, she even narrates it on this ad. I mean, we could get Patty's version too. <laughs> I don't know that I want to do that. Hold on, let's see if Patty. What else do I have? I may have a few other tabs open with audio, so. Cool your jets for a second, okay? Oh, yeah. What's yeah. his face pops up there? Pat McAfee, I catch a little bit of him. Uh, his audio is up, so let me get rid of that. Let's get to the great Patty Smith and her audio, shall we? I bet it's great. Captured and filmed. Oh, yeah. In okay. memory, form its leaves that, when turned, reveal a story of a life. We long to add new pages. Oh, God, no. I can't. I can't. Images we have captured in film in memory form its leaves that, when turned, reveal a story of life. A rock. A river. Oh, my gosh. We long to add new pages. We long to explore. We long for new heights. Don't forget, this is for luggage, okay? Okay. I mean, she's writing this because it's a it's a luggage deal that uh, Federer and her and LeBron and Rihanna have, okay? We revisit places in a new light, new shadows forming on architecture, on winding streets. We long to cross welcoming bridges, connecting sea and sky and city. We are ready to break through barriers, to don our coats, to gather provisions, to reclaim motion, to see with new eyes the familiar and the strange. New pages for our story. The unceasing turning of the leaves of life. Oh my gosh, that is beautiful. And be sure to buy the suitcase. (laughs) I feel like this is, um, not true, but Carnival, the world's largest cruise operator said the week ending April 3rd was its busiest week in bookings history, Ah, uh, busiest week of bookings in history. There's got to be some kind of weird thing that they're playing with numbers on that. Cause I feel like that's again, not true. Uh, I feel like those cruise ships are floating incubators for all things Ick. Uh, That's probably not a good ad campaign. (laughs) For the cruise ships. Hello, come join us on the floating incubator of all things Ick. But I just kind of feel that way. Oh, Jeff, cruises are fine. You go there, you get your room, and then you go go gamble and eat and get fat and hang out on the deck and pool and slide and they're floating cities. Okay, whatever, that's fine. But I just feel like they're floating incubators of all things ick. (laughs) That's my new ad campaign for Carnival. What do you think? Carnival, call me. I'm here. Uh, If you're thinking about getting a new gig and you're thinking, do I want to work for the cruise ship industry and be on the the, uh, incubator for all things ick, or do I want to be a truck driver? I would go for a truck driver. No one supports truckers more than this program and myself, Chewing the Fat and Jeff Fisher, I'm telling you. But Walmart just... Are Enhanced Becoming a truck driver They made it even better The pay raise for 12,000 truck drivers Start range for new drivers $95,000 And $110,000 The average 87005 That was the average And that's going to go up now Nice And they've got a new training program I'm sorry. A new fleet development program. New private fleet development program. Just twelve week program taught by companies established drivers who will be called certified driver trainers. Nice. So the cer- the people that have been driving for a while now will get to train the the other drivers, and you can become. They're going to be the certified driver trainers. You're going to be then they're going to turn you into an established driver. I mean, that's a good gig. They said the average uh, salary for a long-haul driver is $56,491. That's a starting wage. Uh, So, or I mean, that's the average for a long-haul driver. So Walmart is doubling that. Uh, That's a lot. You can quote me on that. That's a lot. Now, they claim here that trucker shortages... More severe as demand to move freight reaches historic highs. The American Trucking Association, uh, it's a trade group, estimates that the nation is short about 80,000 drivers. Oh, okay. Uh, some industry experts and individual drivers disagree with the old ATA assessment, claiming. That the issues run deeper than just low pay. Uh huh. According to data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the number of workers in the trucking industry is actually up 0.9% from two years ago, but the average number of employees at trucking companies has decreased from 10.6% in 2019 to 9.4%. At the end of 2021, marking a pivot towards smaller carriers with less demanding schedules. Drivers in fleets with 30 plus million in annual revenue had a whopping 92% turnover rate at the end of 2020. Wow. So the big companies get big turnover. That uh, probably means they're not treating their drivers like good. Uh, part of the high turnover has to do with low pay. Uh, yeah. And the most recent uh, data puts uh, their median annual pay at 47000 That's even lower than the 50s. Wow. Uh, but they talk about the schedules and uh, unpaid wait times. Uh, is agonizing. We've talked to plenty of truckers. Uh, and that's you know that's a big deal. I would if you're a trucker and you reach out and you you know you know some of the problems, uh, email me chewingthefatoftheblaze and uh, I'll get back to you and you can you know let me know your thoughts. I would love that very much. Um, they're talking about um, a University of Michigan study found that self driving trucks could eliminate about five hundred thousand jobs in the coming years. Well, yeah, look, we've talked about that as well, and I don't think that's going to that may eliminate some of the long haul truckers, but that's not going to eliminate the. Those, those self driving semis are not going to be delivering in cities. Uh, they've still got to have re- truckers and uh, deliverers to reach the destination, right? I mean, you're still, and plus, you know, you, know, you might be able to have some cross country um, driverless trucks. But I don't, I just don't, I don't see that taking, uh, I don't see that hurting as much. I really don't, but you know, what do I know? I just feel like the long haul in area, in many areas, aren't going to be able to do the self-driving trucks. I you know, right now, at least in the next, you know, 20, 30 years, um, they'll be able to do the long hauls between big cities. I I don't know. I have to sit down and think about that a little bit more because I feel like you're still going to have truckers do the, from where the self-driving truck stop to their final destination, right? The self-driving truck isn't going to take it into Bill's warehouse, but maybe it will, maybe it will. And maybe we're all just going to be getting universal basic income and working for robots. (laughs) That was uplifting, huh? Okay, not really. Maybe you'd be driving the new four-wheeled electric bike urban delivery vehicle that UPS is testing and making. I know! They're making a four-wheeled e-quad electric cargo bike for deliveries in densely packed urban areas. Where, of course, bikes have better and easier access to complement its push into electric vehicles. They look like a little kid's vehicle. But it's UPS. It's got the UPS green and the big window in front. and You know, look, I see in our old neighborhood that we used to live in. And I don't know if they, I don't remember if they did it in this neighborhood this year or not. But in our old neighborhood, they would, uh, they rented, and I say they, UPS. And I guess it was UPS, maybe it was FedEx, or maybe they all got together and you know the big delivery product cabal. And they rented a, a storage space not far; it's right in, just outside of the neighborhood. And UPS would then deliver from golf carts and wagons in the neighborhood, so that the delivery trucks just had to come and drop off at the at the garage. And then they had the minor deliveries. They don't they, now they'll have these. How cool is that? Right? An electric bike. So you can just pedal and push and plug it in. And this electric battery has a range around 40 miles. And so it would be great. And if you pedal hard, you could go faster. (laughs) Yeah. Then if you put, I don't know how much weight. These bad boys will put on it. But I feel like the more packages, and that's usually the case, the heavier the E-Quad, the slower it's going to go. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. I could be wrong. (laughs) So if you're tired of being a trucker and you think those electric long-haul trucks are taking your jobs, you can go work for UPS and use the old four-wheeled E-Quad electric cargo bike And you can zip it, okay? Because that's what you're going to be doing. I see where I really bummed that my son didn't get invited to this down in Austin. Uh, But Elon Musk, my man, Elon, call me. What are you doing? Uh, He had the big grand opening event for his new uh, mega factory in uh, Austin, near the Austin airport. It is a monster building. I mean, he even joked, "Uh, put it on his side. It's taller than the Burj Khalifa. Which is uh only the tallest skyscraper in the world. It says here in the story, it's the world's oh it's the world's tallest skyscraper, skyscraper. I thought it was just the worlds I thought it was said it's the tallest skyscraper in Dubai, yeah, it's also in the world and he uh he also said that uh, and I don't know that this is a factual true, but it's Elon, so I've got to believe it one hundred and ninety four billion hamsters could fit into the building <laughs> that's pretty funny now i want man i wanted my son to be, have an invite to this party so bad but uh, he talked about how he's going to make uh, five hundred thousand units of the model y uh, sing, in a single year in austin he talked about the company starting production of its cyber truck and he knows that timelines have shifted and, you know, things have uh, gotten a little out of hand with trip short- chip shortages and the invasion, but he's saying uh, Tesla vehicles comprise more than 75% of all fully electric cars sold in the U.S. today, which is amazing because this administration and our president mentions Elon Musk never, <laughs> never. It is absolutely amazing that, uh, Elon doesn't get mentioned by this, uh, by this administration. But, uh, man, the cyber rodeo party took place. It looked like it was fun. Elon had his black cowboy hat and his buckle and a t-shirt. and He's the man. It's only a 1.1 billion dollar factory in Austin, Texas. So I don't know, maybe you can wheel your UPS electric. What's it called again? The exact, it's an electric the four-wheeled E-Quad, the electric cargo bike, you can bike that down to Austin and work for Elon at the Tesla factory. Not a bad idea. Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA, member FDIC. Speaking of Elon, I mean he's busy. He's taken over Texas. He's got his uh, the SpaceX company based here in Texas. He's got Tesla, a uh, big company based. Well, he's not basing it, but he might. Yeah, he's basing everything here in Texas. And he just opened up his monster. You know what we just talked about in Austin, but he's got his uh, he's got his Falcon Nine uh, rocket down in uh, Florida at Kennedy Space Center to take off on the Axiom Axe-1 as they take off, and they're going to go to the ISS. And believe me, they're not space tourists, okay? Yeah, they're not space tourists. They're astronauts. They've trained. (laughs) Okay, okay. You got it. You're astronauts, okay? You're not space tourists. Yeah, we're not flying up there on Blue Origins, a little penis shaped rocket, okay? We're not flying up there on Virgin Galactic's little fun float around flight, okay? We're going to the ISS and we're going to do some space studies. Got it? Yeah, we're going to conduct uh, studies on brain health and cardiac stem cells and cancer and aging, okay? So back off us. We're astronauts, okay? Okay. You're astronauts. I also saw that I I don't know that I knew this, and maybe maybe we talked about it. I just you know I don't remember. My brain is fried, but I remember following Scott Kelly on his record-breaking days in space, and he spent 340 days in space, and it was you know it was cool at the time. He was the first guy to do it, and longest in space, and uh, I remember following on on Instagram with all his photos and stuff from the ISS. Well. Now, um, this uh, you know the one astronaut, Mark Vande he, uh returned to Earth last week after completing the longest mission in space alongside the two Russian astronauts. Which, uh, well, you know, they're out now. Have a nice day. Get out. We're pushing them out the door. Uh, he set records. He remained in space for 355 days, so he beat Scott's record. Uh, that's that's quite a ton. That's quite a time to stay in space. And so congratulations to Mark, if I forgot to congratulate him because it's awesome. Uh, I would do that in a heartbeat. That would be really, really cool. And we found out in the documentary Contact years ago that if you live at a space station, uh, you can live longer because uh, disease uh, stays at bay with the zero gravity, (laughs) low oxygen based space stations. But hey, that's just uh you know that's just history. Uh the documentary. Facts are facts. That's a great scene too when he's in the space station. He's in Mir now. He was he was in Mir, right? He wasn't in the ISS. And uh that's where he asks her, uh why build one when you have the cost of two? Wanna take a ride? I know. Think about it. Alright. Well, it is Friday, so it's time for What's the Lie? Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to What's the Lie? Where the contestant tries to decipher the lie from four. Count them. One, two, three, four headlines. One of them is not true. That's where we get what's the lie. Welcome to What's the Lie? Today's contestant dj scott dj welcome to what's the lie hey jeffy happy to be here it's actually scott dj is one of my many jobs oh no 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 we're calling you dj all right i'm talking to my producers here so all right, all right dj's fine so where are you from scott uh, uh just east of detroit michigan wow uh not not all the way to ann arbor just just east of detroit no, just east. Uh, You've you lived in Michigan for a while. Uh, I have. Does you know bring a I, Yeah, absolutely it does. Yeah, it's right there. If, you, if I hold up my hand, uh, if you look at the map, it's right there. It's very simple. Yeah, exactly. see, right yeah, it's there. right there. So, are you, uh, are you ready to play What's the Lie, Scott? Jeffy, I've been digging into news articles all week. I am ready. All right. So, uh, three of these news headlines about Will Smith's slapping of Chris Rock at the Oscars are real. And one, of course, is not. Headline number one. The slap shows why Apple should shake up its events. Headline number two. Jim Carrey. I'd sue Will Smith for $200 million over that slap. Headline number three. Will Smith taught kid named Chris how to slap before the Oscars debacle. Headline number four, four recipes for roasted sheet pan vegetables that will slap harder than Will Smith. <laughs> Those are your four headlines. You got to decide which one is the lie. The slap shows why Apple should shake up its events. Jim Carrey, I'd sue Will Smith for $200 million over that slap. Will Smith taught kid named Chris how to slap before Oscars debacle. Headline number four: Five recipes for roasted sheet pan vegetables that will slap harder than Will Smith. Scott, are you ready to tell me which one is the lie? I believe I am, Jeffy. All right. Uh, Number one. Number one. You would be absolutely wrong. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh no! We wanted you to win so bad, too, DJ Scott. But no, sorry. If you would have guessed number four, the four recipes of roasted sheet pan vegetables, you would have been a winner. But don't a well, winner. But don't worry, Scott, because we're going to send you home with a brand new. Thanks for listening to What's the Lie. What's the lie? This the area of chewing the fat enterprises. All information is probably accurate at the time of the recording. CTF, WTL, MMXXII. <laughs>